0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I am joined today by the founder and CEO of Ditto an Asana, solutions partner that works with agencies around the world to create clarity on how work gets done inside of their organization through SOPs, systems, processes, and automation to make work smoother, easier, and more profitable. His name is Marquis Murray, and he's joining us here today to dive into all of that. So with that, Marquis, thanks so much for being here, man.
1: Thank you for having me on. I've been a long time listener, and so it's nice to be on the other side of the uh, of the the headphones this time around. And it's been a long time coming.
0: I think we met uh, probably over a year ago now through yeah. uh, our mutual friend Alex over at PartnerPrograms.io, and I think like the yeah. first time I talked to you, I was like, "You got to come on the show, man. You and me, we nerd out on process. We got to have a discussion." Yep. Um, and then you know, scheduling being what it is, here we are like almost a year later. But it's happening. It's finally here. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited. So I've given everyone a little bit of context on what it is that you do, but that why don't you, in your own words, share what you do and who you serve
1: yeah sure so ditto is a systems and processes consultancy we work with agencies we work with um, general organizations to help them to standardize how they do work inside of their organizations whether it is um, documenting their standard operating procedures putting together and uh, improving or creating new workflows for how they do um, their work um, we implement a lot of technology so if there's a new software solution that uh, needs to be integrated we work with uh, the tech partners we, that we that we represent to implement those tools if there's any more you know custom integrations we work um, with our developers to make uh, those automations and integration between the platforms as well so really the goal of Ditto is to help businesses owners operators duplicate, both themselves as well as their efforts, their resources, and everything within their business, so that they can get the clarity that they need um, around all the the stuff that they do in their in their businesses. So
0: this is music to a lot of people's ears, I'm sure. But I know for myself and a lot of the folks that I talk to, the idea of going through these kinds of changes, process changes, tooling changes, those two things together is like a nightmare that uh, we want to never experience again. And yet you decided you were going to build a whole business around it. Like
1: what led you to create Ditto? Why did you lean so hard into that? Yeah, good question. Like many entrepreneurs, we start businesses because there is a, a problem that we are facing in our own business, and we were seeking to eliminate that. For me, it was a little bit of trial and error, and I kind of found my way here over time. My, my background is actually in marketing, and so um, at, at the time of this recording, you know, we have just closed down officially the marketing arm of the business that was in uh, operation for about five years, and so I had left you know, a corporate job prior to starting that agency where I was a digital marketing manager. And it was through working um, at that agency where I was, you know, um, leading campaigns. I was doing a lot of the sales. I was, you know, you know, from time to time, I'd be a photographer when we couldn't source one or, you know, whatever it may be, reporting, everything was kind of like under my purview. And I would bring in, you know, contractors and, you know, resource as needed. And so I, I decided it was time for me to go out on my own and do it for myself. Because, you know, why would I continue working with for these people who I didn't really enjoy working for? I decided it was time for me to, you know, start my own thing. And, you know, one thing led to another. The business did well, thankfully. Um, and started to grow steadily. And as new clients came in, I had to bring on new team members um, to to assist. And so, like many business owners up until this point, I was doing everything myself. Right? I was doing the admin. I was doing the the skilled work that our customers were hiring us for. Um, I was doing the the IT support, the HR, the trading, all of it. And I was finding myself answering a lot of the same questions, you know, doing the onboarding and by spending the entire day onboarding my various team members, I wasn't, you know, spending time delivering any work. I wasn't getting to my emails. I wasn't doing the things that the business needed me to do so that it could continue growing. And so I thought, there's got to be an easier way, and so I, I started off using a, a tool that everyone I'm sure knows and loves called Loom. Um, we're not affiliated, um, but if you're listening, reach out. Um, and I just started like as I would I would work through and execute on my daily tasks. I would record my screen and then I would send it off to my team members and you know get them to watch it, and so that the next time they had those questions, they had something to to pull from. And then it evolved into writing down. Everything that I did in my job, what was involved, what I did, you know, Monday to Friday, so that I could start to delegate some of the tasks that were taking some more of my time. And the more that I got into this and started organizing and systematizing my business, I realized the need that a lot of our customers had for this as well. And so we started implementing, you know, project management tools like Asana. We would integrate um their and implement a uh, CRM. So we partnered with HubSpot to do that. And you know, when the pandemic hit you know, March 2020, like a lot of people, we saw a lot of uh, changes in business. And so um, it was really through, you know, coming through it and starting to see the need for this in a lot of businesses where I thought the marketing has now taken a dip, right? A lot of our clients pulled their spend. I had the opportunity to launch Ditto and it came at the right time where there were a lot of businesses that were displaced and remote for the first time and didn't have a lot of these systems set up. Um, they didn't, in a lot of cases, believe it or not, know how to use Zoom or Slack, right? Like imagine a world where, we, where no one knows how to use Zoom. Um, but it, it was through that that Ditto really got. Um, its launch, and it's just been incredible to see um, the the people we've been able to connect with and help to improve their systems and improve how they work and bring teams closer together. So th- that's probably the quickest version of the story I can give you. Um, yeah, feel feel free to to pick up pick out anything from that and you know ask a bit more.
0: No, nah, I think that's great context. And it's it's the, the origin story of most of the folks I'm sure that are listening to, right? It's like I was doing something, people asked me to do more of it, and then all of a sudden I woke up one day and had a business and was helping a lot of people with that problem. Um, so, it. of course, this is like, it looks like just over three years uh, since you started doing this kind of work. I'm sure you've seen a lot of agencies, a lot of process, a lot of problems. I'm curious, what are Mm -hmm. some of those key patterns, key mistakes that you see agencies having specifically when it comes to figuring out how to create systems for their business and how they deliver work and doing that in a way that's going to scale?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say the, the, the biggest problems we see is one that they start too late. In documenting their processes and when it comes to you know tools and software we call it the shiny object syndrome right they're just bouncing from tool to tool hoping that those things will fix their problems when really it, it, it's about process they don't have any and so when i say that they start too late is that you know in a lot of cases and you know i'm a perfect example um there are these You know, entrepreneurs are these, you know, subject matter experts that come from agency and maybe are doing freelance or moonlighting as a freelancer. And they are experts at what they do. Right. But as they, you know, continue to grow and scale, they bring on people. And like myself, they're spending a lot of time in areas that they shouldn't be. And so they think, I don't have the time to stop. I don't have the time to document because I'm so busy right and they they continue on in this path they keep onboarding people and their team has you know varied experiences around onboarding and they they come with their own ways of doing things and, and 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 they keep that to themselves and so we get to the point where we're you know 5 10 years in and there's still a lot of developed agencies that don't have a standard way that they operate They don't have a way that, you know, things happen around here. And so, and it's hard to, at that point, even pick things apart and, you know, start to, to document them because we don't know where to begin. There's just such a mess.
0: Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business, and it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that, and if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. With that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode, and I'll let you get back to it. Now, that can be a a pretty daunting task, right? If I think like, geez, man, I got a lot of things that I do in the run of a week, and now I have to write all of that stuff down. Um, So how do we start kind of taking baby steps and easing our way into it? And I think one of the things I want to unpack here as well is that tension between how detailed a process needs to be therefore how hard it is to maintain versus you know what is the right level of fidelity and how do i find that based on how mature my company is and how much resource i have to actually maintain those processes um let's dig in like what does a good process look like and, and how do we get started
1: yeah there's a few ways you can look at it i mean one thing that if you're you know short on time or you feel you know the the daunting task of having to think about everything that you do i'll often say if you can start a list a note in your phone or um, an audio recording where you just you know as things pop into your head you think oh yeah i need to document that we're not getting into process at that point we're not going step by step it's just if i needed to hand this off to someone else that thing, that's what I need to to document. right? So we need to think about that. And um, there are different approaches you can take, right? There are the things that you know owners need to absolutely do. We need to, you know, vision cast, we need to network. We need to do sales or in, in many cases, leaders, you know, in the companies will lead sales, right? And so we can we can start there because in order to scale and grow, Right. We need to be able to resource and delegate. And so I I would look at those things that are, you know, high priority, are revenue generating. Right. You you start with documenting those things and then you go off into those things that you think are, are taking up your time and taking things away from what you really need to be focused on. Um, one you know, analogy that I often use is the simple example. We actually use this in our, in our SOP documentation examples, but it's uh, we give our customers an example of how to document an SOP, and the example we give them is how to make toast, right? So everyone knows how to make toast. You open the bag, you put the, t- the bread in the toaster, you push the button, you wait, it pops up, you put butter on it, right? Like. That is straightforward. There's not a person on this planet. I don't care who you are, who doesn't know how to do that. Where where it gets a bit more complicated is where you really want to pick apart, you know, the subtle nuances. So is the bread stored in the pantry? Is it stored in the cupboard? Is it stored in your fridge? What kind of bread is it? Is it white bread? Rye? Whole wheat? you know, do you have a four slice toaster? Is it a two slice toaster? What setting do you put it on? How dark do you want that toast? Is the the butter on the top side or the bottom side? Do you use jam or peanut butter, right? So there are all these other things around the main process that aren't necessarily as important when you start out. The, The key point is to just get that thought out, get the process down. And then where you really start, you know, um, tapping into things is where you can bring these, you know, preliminary processes to your team and say, how do we make this better? How do we improve this? And you resource your people. You don't keep it all to yourself because that's where we get stuck to and overwhelmed. So I think I gave you a few things there, but yeah, there's definitely several approaches that you can take. And I hope that uh, analogy resonated a little bit.
0: Yeah. So in summary, it's like just start building the list of things. um, And then that means that as they come up, it kind of reminds you like, oh, I'm about to, you know, like what did I document yesterday? Uh, How to Mm -hmm. upload um, our bank statements to google drive so that our bookkeeper can get access to those like i just i literally recorded a loom yesterday on that i did that because it was there on my to do list yep. and then i was about to do it and i was like oh yeah i should just flip on loom while i do this so number 1 build the go. list number 2 start with the process and just start at the highest level that you know you can get to start high level and then let that process get more detailed over time as your team takes a hold of it and starts to fill in the gaps and i think that there's an interesting insight in there Right, which is like, there is this um, correlation between how detailed a process is and then how much seniority your team has, where like the more senior a team is, the less process they need because you're relying on their judgment to think for themselves in a situation and they don't necessarily need to rely on documentation. But if you are building a team to scale, the level of seniority Mm -hmm. of the average person is going to go down. If you're trying to increase your margins or you're trying to outsource things to people who are less expensive, typically it's coming at the expense of their seniority and therefore their judgment. And that means you have to shift more of the responsibility for thinking into documented Mm -hmm. knowledge. So that's, I, I think another framing I want to sprinkle on top of what you shared there is like, think about the level of detail in terms of, who's on your team today that's going to be doing this and if they have good judgment then you can let them put that institutional knowledge into the process as it's required as
1: the business matures and the needs change that's right yeah and i mean um What you just said there is is something that happens, you know, really often where, you know, everything's a process. You got to start thinking about that in your business as you're delivering services to your clients. If you are in the the physical, you know, um, retail space, so you're doing e-commerce, you know, what are the areas of the business that could be improved on? And if you are, first off, if they're documented, you have a starting point every time you deliver that service or that product, you work with your team to to figure out, you know, what went well, what didn't go well, and what can we do better in the future. Right. And if, if you can take those lessons learned and revisit your processes and improve them at that point, then like to tie it back to profitability, right? Like that's where you find your margins. That's where you increase them it is right there, not having to, you know, spend time and in wasted energy in, in duplicated work and you know redundancies in your in your systems. And you know, right? So you always want to be looking at those and understanding that your processes are living, breathing documents and you should constantly be iterating.
0: Well, and that takes us into the last question that I think is an important one, right, is how do we get the buy-in from the team and create that culture that allows us mm-hmm. to have the organization take care of this as opposed to always having it rely on us? Because I'm sure there's some people who are yeah. listening who are going, well, I tried this. I tried to write it down and tell my team how to do it. And guess what? They didn't do it the way I told them to. And so I don't believe that we can do this without it actually just being my job. Um, and I have a feeling you've dealt with that before and have some pretty good answers for how to how to approach it. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You tell with that. I mean, yeah, getting buy-in is, it's definitely a culture thing. It, it starts with leadership like anything does. Um But we have created templates for not only the projects we execute, but also the SOPs. So how we document them um, is a standard across the board and it is everyone's responsibility. So when we onboard team members, we get them to review our SOP index and all of our tech, so that they can get familiar with how they're documented. And then for each role, when they come on, they're involved in in our constant improvement well when they are off-boarded, anything that we haven't documented that they have taken on as a project, we ask them to document that as well. So it's definitely a culture thing because we're always talking about it. And one um, area that we we focus on or we encourage people to think through is when it comes to documenting, right, think, am I the only one who knows this process and what others benefit from this process? right and, and if you think about that 99.99% of the time the answer is yes right if i'm the only one who's using it and i leave the company or again something happens to me that information is lost with me so think how can this benefit the team how can i improve the company how can we improve the way that we work right and just having conversations about it all the time it becomes a culture thing and you get the buy in from from people and then even celebrating when they go and they document something it's love that SOP. That looks great. Thanks for doing that. Right. Like call those things out so that, you know, people know that it's appreciated and that, you know, it's also a requirement of them. So I couldn't agree more. Um,
0: And this is actually really central to our thesis on this as well is like there, there has mm-hmm. to be the team has to be connected to how this stuff actually improves what they're doing. And I think what's important to remember in an agency is like our ability to protect our team's work-life balance to a large extent comes down to how well we can predict the scope of client yeah. work. Because if we think the project's gonna be done at Friday at five, but we miss scoped it by a hundred hours, well, guess what? Like that hundred hours has yeah. to come out of somewhere and it's going to be somebody's yeah. evening and weekend. And so when we can make it clear to the team, like our goal here is not to turn you into a cog in a big wheel. It's not to stifle your creativity. It's to make sure that we can set great expectations. We can get things done well for clients. We can be profitable. So we don't have to lay you off the second that we lose a big deal or our utilization dips mm. a little bit. Like these are the yeah. real tangible, honest reasons that everybody should be bought into this. And when that understanding has been built, And the team, to your point, is actually involved, and they're coming up with ideas, and they're contributing ideas, and you're saying, that's an amazing idea. Like, would you mind taking the lead on creating that process? Like, the likelihood that that's going to get followed through is so much higher. Um, So I I couldn't agree more that you've got to make that a part of the culture. You've got to celebrate the wins around it. Make sure that it's a clear expectation and get the team involved and truly, truly involved in this. Um, I think this is one of the hardest things to do, right? We know what the answer is, but we have to have the thoughtfulness to not necessarily volunteer that and instead try to facilitate having the team come to that conclusion on their own. And that is a a huge Mm -hmm. mindset shift and a hard thing to do sometimes when we're type A entrepreneurs that <laughs> just want to solve the problem. Uh, but there's, there's a real benefit to having the team um, be involved to that degree.
1: Yeah, and, and another real tangible thing that we do is we use Asana for all of our project management. So we've set up different forms where they can submit anything from a new blog topic idea to you know an improvement that we can make in the business so if if it is a blog topic we often encourage them to when we're talking with customers or when we're out and about it's you know if there's anything that you think we could document and write about to better aid our customers and our audience let's do that But we also have a new ideas submission so if there's any areas of the business that we can improve, we, we encourage people to use that, that link that submits that form, that information to like a private project for the leadership. We review those things. We bring the, the submitter in for more information. So they feel like they're a part of this improvement. And then as we work through these new ideas together, right, the other team members are encouraged to also submit their ideas. So they feel like I can actually affect change inside of the organization. So that keeps everyone, you know, moving forward, keeps morale, you know, nice and high also, and, you know, get, leaves that ownership with the, with the submitter to let them know that these ideas will be taken seriously and you're, you're, you're doing your part to continue to move this company forward. So yeah, it's definitely a a team and culture thing.
0: I love that incident. That's just a great tactical idea, right? Make it Mm -hmm. really easy, simple to submit a form um, and get them bought in. That's awesome. Marquis, um, I yeah. want to make sure that everybody knows where they can get more of you in their life if they're listening and they think this is uh, right up my alley.
1: Where should uh, we yeah. send them in the show notes? Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over LinkedIn. I'm always on there. Uh, Marquis Murray, if you go to thinkditto.com, uh, there's a resource for you. It's called The Agency Problem, Why Your Organization's Small Issues Are Bigger Than You Think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a comprehensive ebook on a lot of stuff we talked about today around profitability and resourcing and some solutions to fix those things. I also have a podcast called In Systems We Trust. If you want to nerd out with uh, with me and come listen to some more process stuff, you can find um, that on your preferred channel.
0: Amazing. So links to all of that in the show notes, make sure you scroll down and check that out. And with that, Marquis, thank you so much for taking the time. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. This was great, Marcel. Glad we finally got a chance to do it. Thank you. Likewise. All right. And for all those listening at home, leave us a comment wherever you're listening to this. Let us know what you got from the episode. We love hearing your feedback. So don't hesitate to reach out and let us know. And we'll see you on the next. Well, that's all for today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the show if you wanna make sure to be kept up to date when we release a new show. And of course, check out parakeeto.com if you wanna dive deeper into our library of resources to improve your profitability, including our free agency profitability toolkit. And of course, if you got some value from today's episode and you think somebody else might benefit from hearing it, be sure to share it with them or leave us a review. All of those things help us impact more agency owners. So with that, thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode episode.